Hey everyone, welcome to the Unconventional Podcast, where we are going to get right under the skin of the modern day workplace, and more importantly, how the ever-evolving neurodiverse world fits into it. Cue the dramatic music. On this very unsettled Tuesday morning um, in Kent, normally very sunny Kent, but not today, Um, I'm hoping we don't get a downpour to ruin our podcast today because my shed slash recording studio slash office isn't quite as professional as some. Um, My guest today is a gentleman by the name of Grant Phillips. Uh, Grant and I have been connected on the pages of LinkedIn for probably around three years. We were actually trying to work this out before we went live. Um, Grant is uh, a huge inspiration on the pages of social media, but our biggest connection and link is around the world of autism through our children. Um, Grant is a a business owner, fairly recent business owner, um, and because of that, I really wanted him on the show. Um, So what I'm going to do, I'm going to ask Grant to to go through with us a bit about his business, the inspiration behind it, uh, why he kind of took the plunge, and then we're going to get stuck into uh, some stories around neurodiversity in the workplace. So uh, welcome, Grant, a huge welcome. Um, and I'm going to give it, give the, the, the stage to you to, to give everyone your story. Beautiful. Thank you, Andy. Um, appreciate it. And yeah, it's been a long, as we said, just off, off the camera and that, that, you know, how this is the first time that we've gone face to face and stuff is, is, is beyond me. Um, but I really appreciate being on here with you. Um, and this is actually my first podcast um, as GPC uh, and Grant Phillips, to be fair. I've done a little bit before, but all around, I've been trying to, I get a lot of people ask me to do podcasts and stuff like that. And it's always the time, as you know, and um, this one just felt absolutely right. And as you say, there's a connection there between us. So this is perfect. So regarding um, what we do, what I do, um, a little bit of history on Grant Phillips. So I've been in the cleaning industry now for about, about 12 years um, with the manufacturer that we actually clean with um, for 11 of those uh, great years developing um, who I am from engineering to cleaning this with the system to selling the system to becoming an international director um, selling in you know we were selling in over 45 different countries um, and when I started as a cleaner, my main ambition was to be MD of that company in 15 years. Um, and and again, you know, from a, a little cleaner to wanting to be MD of a, of a massive company um, was a was a long shot. But that's that was the goal was 15 years. Um, and as I grew within the company, promotion after promotion and you know hard work and hard work, I got to a great level from cleaner to um, international sales director. Um, and then. January last year, um, there was discussions on how I can progress within the company, my career, um, and it was decided that it was time for me to go alone um, and set up uh, a a cleaning kind of side to it. So where I was just selling and selling and selling, I wanted to offer clients the option of you can hire the system, you can you can have the cleaning done by specialists, or you can purchase the system. So that's where I set up the company uh, GPC Group. And because um, I remember you setting it up, and I remember the the point where you kind of said, because uh, I to be honest, I always thought you were a business owner. 
you came across on LinkedIn, uh, and a lot of people said this to me with Unconventional. They were like, when they found out I worked and I was an employee, they were like, what? Like, I, I never got that. I always thought you were, a, you were you owned a business. And that was exactly what I thought when I first met you, um, because you you sold it in such a way that it was it was your business, even though it wasn't your business. Um, what was it that ultimately made you decide, I, I have to do this, I have to create GPC and, and kind of just do my thing? It was, it was a combination of a couple of things from where the company that I previously was with, where they were at, um, COVID, a situation that they were kind of at at the time. Also, my progression, we were looking at 10 years in, um, do I do I carry on doing what I'm doing? You know, the the long hours, the the hard work and stuff like that and and carry on where we're going. Or do I do something now that probably wasn't a good time, seeing as there was mid, right in the middle of COVID and stuff like that. Um, and it was just a case of, no, no, no. You know what? There's there's enough passion and drive inside me that whatever I do, I'm going to make work. Yeah. Um, and you know, it wasn't like all of a sudden, because obviously we, we're dust um, removal specialists. It wasn't like all of a sudden I was going to go and start window cleaning, you know, so brand new. I had to brand new audience, brand new kind of clients. What I was doing is offering another service to the existing, really, and to everyone that kind of knows me in the industry is, yeah, like you said, it, it was like my business. So they knew me from that. I continue selling the this product as well, but also offering two extra services, and it, it did just explode. And it was it, the first week, uh, and it was done very very quickly within like a week um, of kind of having the discussions to then setting up GPC Group. I wasn't messing about. I wanted to be out there, back on the polls, meeting clients, setting these up, and I had big high hopes on the kind of clients that I wanted it was all the blue chips I wanted I wanted every single one no one was out of limits I had no fear um, because I knew what I was bringing and 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 that's what it is you know a lot of kind of clients that come to me they know already because of the the power of LinkedIn and how special it is is they know what they're getting they know and they want that personal mm. kind of side to it and that's where we're really pushing the um the hashtag making cleaning personal um, because it's not you know it's cleaning oh there's a cleaner there's a cleaner here you know they're doing the toilets they're doing this and it's just a, a kind of run of the mill you know we get cleaners in they do a job and they're off that's what they're paid for too you know but we're making it real personal we want that connection as soon as i get a message as soon as i email it builds from there then when you see me and um, when we it's, you know you're building friendships you know everyone I'm it's safe to say um, every one of my clients are friends you know it's you're building such a reputation with them that you're you know it's it's more than that and that's where my my kind of passion lies and my drive lies that you know that then gets put into my work um, and when I say, you know, dust removal, it's, it's not a joke. Mm. It's you are eating your dinner off this. And my standards are put across to my team that that's that's not where we're at. You know, you spend a bit more time on it. You get it down. You know, I can't get around the corner here with the tools. Then get your hand and wipe it then. You know, it's mm. that kind of standard, that kind of drive that we're pushing. Um, and, you know, our clients, they, they see that, they feel that. And it, it's really, really good. And, and it did. It, it really it boomed straight from the off. Mm. which is um i think that's always the fear isn't it 
um, that you'll you'll jump into this, and I've experienced it myself in the last three weeks. You you get to that point, I think, where you the fear of doing something you don't want to do for the rest of your life outweighs the fear of it not working. Um, and you've, in my eyes, you've made cleaning glamorous. Like you, you've made it fashionable. You've made it trendy for people to talk about cleaning, um, and which is a hard thing to do. But I think you've done it with personality, um, which is which is one of the big things for LinkedIn. Um, big question for me around this is how much of a factor was your father to three? Yes. Yeah. Three children. Are they all on the spectrum? We reckon Asperger's, um, and that's only because, as you know, you know your children yeah. uh, uh, and looking into it. But he's cool. He, he's not looking for a diagnostic. He's not looking for anything like that. So, yeah, it's, it's two. How much of a drive was the fact that you've got children on the ASD spectrum, you may fear that in later life they may struggle to be accepted and you wanted to build something that not only they were proud of that their dad had built this this business but also that maybe one day they could be part of was that a factor in your thought process it's it's been a factor since for 14 years as soon as i had my first child that was that was it it was all about them i mean you ask anyone probably not even close to me they know they're my everything you know mini me's it's it's everything my drive what i do every single day when i get up uh, you know it can be 4 30 in the morning and then i get home at nine work on emails quotes getting them out and go to sleep at 12 you know and all my drive is i've never been driven by money which you know it's a lot of people say and, and say oh no i'm driven by this and this it's never been money i've never had commission i've never done it like that it's i see it as, as a greed it's a weird thing it's for me it's more about you know the achievement where i can be who my clients are you know the the results we get and it's my kids are my major drive uh, and knowing you know where they are you know we've always been told uh, theo who's the middle who's 12 is about two years academically um behind on, on what they're saying free for nyla who's eight now um so as soon as i set up gpc group i went i went in absolutely ham with them we it was like this is daddy's now we need to start planning for you guys to be working with me whatever you want you don't need to fear nothing anymore you know not not so much don't worry about school you're safe now it was just be happy make sure you're polite make sure you're not rude don't be bad just get on with school uh and you know if you need me we're here you know and it was one of the it's the major major thing for me every single day is that it does it does scare me you know them out there um because as parents you always want to just protect your children and in the workplace i've been you know i'm only 37 but i've been around and i've been in a lot of places where you know if you are you're showing any sign of weakness um even with myself being this dyslexic as well any kind of weakness it can be jumped on you can be put back you can it can be anything really and it's it does scare me so that was one of the major things and every day i count my blessings going this is going to work mm. because it's i've got too much now riding on it you know mm. 
Did you know that the unconventional brand has three arms? The podcast you're listening to right now, unconventional apparel, where a percentage of the profits go to the National Autistic Society, and most recently, Think Unconventional, a social media company with busy business owners and CEOs in mind, putting your social media presence on the social media map. Absolutely, and I think for me that wasn't that was one of the biggest drivers. Um, I kind of looked at three years ago when I started on LinkedIn. I was looking at Jake, thinking, okay, the world's a scary place, and there's it's going to be a case of people perhaps aren't going to accept you. They're not going to accept the way you process information, the way you go about life. What do I need to do to give you that um, that almost like a safety net? And some will argue that. That's not the right way to be because you're not almost you're not building up a barrier around your kids so that they can um, deal with the real world. But you, no one could blame you uh, or me for wanting to put our children in that situation. And that kind of brings me on to the workplace and how how um, dangerously naive most workplaces are around different perspectives different ways of learning different ideas have you experienced that in your time you know have you got any stories around that for myself not so much uh, i've always i've always been not not low level kind of working but i've always been at the the kind of bottoms and i've i've then grown into every single role that i have i've had two major major jobs and i've been lucky enough to be in them for um one was for just just under 10 this the last one was just under 11 it's a mm. big chunk of your life you know um and i've grown from there my, my one before this uh, i had nine promotions i was very lucky that i had one of the the best um mentors the best mds that, I, that, I've, that i've ever had in um a gentleman called matthew allen um and i owe everything to him he's he's you know we just got connected again back on uh, linkedin um a couple of years ago and it's it's it just you know it makes you so proud he you know made a comment on one of my posts and you know i'm proud of your son and that and it's just them little things you know as i said before it's not about the money and stuff like that it's almost impressing people it's something that i you know that i really i don't make enemies i don't like to disappoint i, I like to please people so you know things like that is is, is my drive so I, I was very lucky with my first ever md that he, he showed me the the right ways to be in business the wrong you know the, what not to do and um then i grew into that company and then obviously went with space and grew within there from again from the bottom to to the the highest level that i could get to so i was never really in a position where i had to struggle or anything because i grew into i was the best at what i could do you know mm. but yeah, there was a lot of times where you, you almost had to wing it but you almost like I know more than you, so I'm, you're not going to know that anyway, you know. Yeah. Do you think a lot of why perhaps you didn't feel um, that that way or you didn't feel that pressure from above in terms of um, perhaps them not understanding you was because you had that personal drive? Yeah, yeah, 100%. In, in everything I do, it's 100% I'm going in um, and it's, like you said before i've had so many comments like you're setting up a your own business i thought that was yours 
mm. you know, because it, it is. I'll go into places and I will, you know, sell. I'll show so much passion and drive. Like, and, they're, and they're like blown away. Like, wow, all right, mate, it's, it's dust here. You know, you know, you, you're going in so hard here. This is only dust. And it's because I feel so passionate about it. Um, and that is exactly right with what you say. If you, you show that kind of hard work, passion, people should leave you. You'd be left alone to go, bloody hell, if he's doing this and it's not even his, then can you imagine, you know, the, you know, what we can do to do this and do this and do this. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work. You, you're kind of self motivating yourself every single day because again you know I, I wasn't getting the the commission I wasn't getting the praise I wasn't getting the oh great well done well done well done it was doing it for myself it was like oh yes finally we're into Mars you know one that I've wanted for so long finally we're into this place we're into that we're into this and that's that's my drive because mm. I know I can help people and setting up GPC I've just been an absolute different monster do you think um, knowing what you know about your children um, and them and the way that they process information, the way that they go about everyday life, um, obviously some people will argue, you and I included, that autism is a superpower in so many ways because it, it, it allows, it, it kind of, the people that are autistic, they because they deal with life in such a way and they process information in such a way, it offers such a different perspective on on a set of circumstances that perhaps all of us have just been used to do in a certain way. Do you do you look at the working world and what you know of the working world and think, I get it. I I get why the way you process information and the way that you compute things is amazing and something that I embrace because you're my you're my child. But I think you're going to struggle in a work environment because most work environments aren't in that space where they're dealing with neurodiversity every day. So they just don't get it. Does that, is that something that worries you? Yeah. Yeah. Massively. Um, day, daily I'll be around my children and they'll do something and I'll go, imagine if someone saw that mm. or imagine if, someone heard that you know and it's it does scare me because as we are talking and i get my children involved in everything we do from po's to quotes to oh, i was at this site oh, i was at Cineworld last night and they're like what are you doing there I went, that's one of our clients they're like whoa you know and i'm thinking to myself you know the stuff that they do and i know as i've watched them grow with autism and they they've got better and better but they're they're getting better at hiding it but once they become comfortable they become them and then all hell, all hell it breaks loose you know and it's the, the true them comes out and that does that does scare me in the workplace is there people that don't understand and it's it's from thinking to just now for my daughter going right she does something in in little school and and this happens right when she does something in senior school it gets a bit more serious but now when she does it in work now what do we do and stuff like that so it is a constant kind of fear um that i don't you know that well that's one of my my big things why i'm trying to raise as much awareness as possible to get some understanding for for people out there just so they can get a little thought and go oh that's probably why that they done this they done that 
uh, and then get it's just an understanding yeah and an acceptance you know that's all it is there uh and i see it always yeah there is i mean as you know on the spectrum you've got highs lows mediums small bigs it's it's everyone is different uh and there is superpowers out there to a different degree where people can literally you know listen to one song and they can play on 19 different instruments in you know 10 seconds but there is also ones where you've got to try harder you've got to then adapt as well and that's where i find it very difficult with my children they don't adapt very well and that is the fear in the workplace you have to adapt so so quickly and and uh, and to you know to their expectations as well do you think because i find it quite heartbreaking that you and i are, are kind of sitting here saying that our children they do need to adapt and they do need to be able to um perhaps go with the flow to a certain extent but i i find that in a lot of businesses it's very often one way so that the the the, the employee has to go with the flow because the the leadership have a certain idea of what they want to achieve and a way they want to do things and yes there are a large percentage of people that will go with the flow even if they don't want to they'll go with the flow and you touched on something just now which which is a, a massive talking point and that's they hide it so even in, even when people are unhappy with something they have the ability to hide it because they play that corporate game of i don't like this but I know that there's a, a point where I can speak my mind and there's a point where I need to just shut up. Um, I, I, what, what my concern is, and it, I, it, I don't like the fact that it's a concern because we should be able to move past it and maybe we will be about it by the time our kids go to work. But my concern is that our children will go past that point and they'll say something when they're not supposed to say it and they'll offer an alternative that no one will understand and if we haven't evolved far enough in the next six, seven, eight years before our, our kids are working, it they will just get keep getting hammered. They will be that nail that sticks out and they will just keep getting hammered over and over again. And I think you when you said about hiding it, I totally get that. I think and your children might be the same. They they mask at school to get through school and then they come home. And like you said, all hell breaks loose. And that's when we really notice how hard Jake's having to work to get through school because then it all explodes at home. Do you do you see that? Yeah, massively. And that's what it is. It's the build-up. Um, and you almost see it like with uh, Theo. So he's in secondary school now. Um, and there's a certain degree. I've always defended him. I've always supported him. The, the senior school that they're at, it took us a long, long time to decide, do we go mainstream? Do we go small mainstream? Do we go big mainstream? Do we go with the ones that support spectrums? Do we go with the ones that support, you know, children with with, with special needs? And and it's we decided to go with the mainstream school because they were the best. And we always notice he can, he can hide it. He can hide it. But that bottle up, and how hard he has to work to, as you say, hide it. When he gets home, it's it, you can feel that you've been waiting to, you know, it's just like with me, if I haven't spoken to anyone all day or something, when I get home, I'm just, I don't stop. 
So whoa, you you ain't spoke to someone for a while. It's that. It's almost like he's got so much that he needs to get out. And then we also notice it when he has let it out. And that's the the kind of scary thing at the moment is that he's having a, a hard time again hiding it, you know, which is really sad to say. But it's now he's getting into trouble because um the score you know, only to a certain extent going, okay, but is it his autism or, you know, he's got a past that says, you know, a little break, but does he need more time? Is there this, is there that? And then we notice when he comes home, he's, he's chilled. It's like, oh, you've had a bad day, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you know, you know, you know, your child and, you know, I've, I've had, I've been called into the school a few times now in the last couple of months because it's, it's not that he's letting it slip. It's just, He's he's coming out of himself more. He's now he's going to be going into year eight. He's being he's comfortable, and and where maybe to the untrained would go he's disruptive. He's this. He's that. He's constantly talking. He's fidgeting. Why does he keep knocking and and disrupting the class? Right, get out, get out. And he's you know going what, what? you know then oh you're answering back detention. And he's mm. he's a bad month really to be fair uh, and as much as I defend him and defend him I also have to go uh, and say you know what you know you've got to do what you've got to do if he's disrupting them fine you know he, he shouldn't be doing stuff he knows right from wrong so I'll give you that as well and it's really difficult to to defend them but also you know you, you want discipline as well you can't let them just go rogue and do them what they want you know and we, i do a punishment scheme with them where it's you know if you 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 know really wanted that bike you know give me give me a few weeks where you're not getting a detention then and a detention comes through it's like there you go start again you know it's 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 testing his his autism in a way to see is it this and how we can support it and, and we had a meeting with the school saying I don't want to know he keeps getting detentions. I want to know when it happens, the time it happens. Because if it's at nine o'clock every Monday, something's happening at 8.30. Mm. So this is where we need to channel it and focus on at 8.30, what is happening that he keeps getting a detention at nine o'clock. I don't want to know that he's got a detention again at this, this. I want to have it broken down because I can break it down if I'm with him every single day. And, you know, I expect the school to be able to break it down. And they're being really, really good at the moment to try and find, you know, some answers on on, on how we can help and support him. Because year seven, he's got a long, long way to go in the education. And that's what's frightening me more than so much the workplace where now where I've got GPC, I, I feel a little bit less pressure to, to put on him. Like, hey, you know, you want this, you want this, you want to be this, you want to be that. You know, I can make him into uh, into a superstar, and it's almost—it's not that I'm trying to dampen his dreams. It's that I'm just giving him that safety net, you know, and I'm just making it as comfortable as possible for him to get through life um, with as less problems, you know, as, as possible. I think you you touched on something there, which is which is really important. It, they, I think the the schools, some of the schools, and and my son's school. Um, do a do a, a fairly decent job. I think we're quite fortunate that Jake is academically high, so he's very high functioning. It's for Jake, it's more the anxiety and the social uh, communication that is a real struggle. Um, but they go to a certain point of giving allowances, and then the children get comfortable with that. So, like any child, and let's not forget, autism doesn't mean you're not intelligent. You are super switched on. 
let me tell you that you, you know better than anyone you are super switched on so they get given and I'll, and I'll touch on another story as well in a minute they get given a certain amount of privilege in terms of these extras and then they latch onto that and they think oh I can push the boundaries on that and that's no different from any other child or adult to be fair let's 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 be straight about that we all push the boundaries um and and that is difficult because it's like you want to be supportive as you say you want to defend them but at the same time there's probably a part of you that knows you're probably taking the piss a little bit here because you, you you've got you know you've got this much rope and you're trying to take this much rope um, because you are not stupid. Um, there's certain things they can't control or they struggle to control, but there's other things they probably can and they, they manipulate. Um, and Jake's absolutely no different. Um, and I think if you find a school that gets it and works with you to a point to try and improve it, I think that's the best you can ask for at the moment. Um, my youngest son, he is uh, he isn't on the spectrum as far as we know. We haven't had any tests done, although he's an, a right angry little monkey. If I'm honest with you, mate, he's six he's six years old and he is he is as crazy as they come. Um, but he it's funny because, and I've actually got a post going out later on this week about this. He has quite a few kids within his year that have one to one support. So they're on the spectrum or they've got an educational healthcare plan. And he actually gets really jealous of all of the what he calls treats that the special needs kids get, like the breakout rooms, the chill out rooms. They get to take a toy in for comfort and all this stuff. And every day, Josh doesn't want to go to school, hates school. He wants to take a toy in. He moans that he doesn't get to go to the to the to the chill out room he moans that he doesn't get to work outside on his own because he hates the chaos of the classroom and I know he isn't the only one because my wife works in a school so she sees every day these children saying uh Mrs Barden can I do that Mrs Barden can I bring this in Mrs Barden and it's like well no because this this particular child just needs that to get through the day but a six-year-old don't understand that and finding that balance is it's impossible. The teachers have got an impossible task. So I think you, you're dead right. You, there has to be a almost, not, you don't want a consequence kind of parent all the time. But at the same time, we're still learning every day, aren't we? Even though we live with it, we're learning every day. So I think there has to be a, a point where you say, you've pushed it this far, but now we need to sit down and have a conversation. And yes, they have to be in the right headspace to have that conversation. And we know that as parents when that headspace is. Um, and But I suppose adapting that to the workplace, and as you've said, one of the biggest reasons for setting up the business was to maybe give them that security that perhaps they won't experience having to go out and be employees. Um, but for everyone else listening that doesn't have their own business and perhaps has autistic children and they have the same fears that you and I do, I think there's a lot that can be learned um, from schools in businesses in terms of how schools are trying to to get the best out of different children and, and provisions they're putting in place. Because just because they're children 
and they need these special privileges. It doesn't mean as they get into an adulthood, they all of a sudden don't need that extra support or certain areas that they go to to um, work more comfortably. Or it, you, it doesn't switch off once you get past 18. Would you, in your business, if someone came to you and they openly said to you, I mean, this is probably a silly question because you're in the world of autism, but if someone came to you and said, um, just to let you know, I'm autistic and these are the sort of things I do on a daily basis that perhaps need to be just taken into consideration. How do you think you would react to that? I think I'd, I'd, I think I'd be really happy about it. Um, <laughs> I almost, I get, I, I see like, um, I see children and stuff in like Tesco's and, you know, and they're all kicking off and stuff. And there's been a couple of times where I've gone to the parents and I was like, oh, you know, it, maybe if you just got lower to him, it'd be like this. And it's really helped. There was one time actually where probably going off now there was it was kicking off and and people were going around this kid going god he's, he's a bit noise like yeah i know i know just always kicks off all the time and i'm thinking ah, this is the same stuff that my theo does and i got down to the kid right on the low right on his level one i'm, I'm quite a big guy so i got right down to him said oh you're right mate put my hand out just bounced up literally on my hand went yeah yeah and then he was fine it was like and his dad was like what the hell what have you just done i was like Mate, you just need to get down. My, my my son's on the spectrum. Have you looked into this? And we got talking and stuff. He's like, oh, thank you so much. You know, we didn't know anything about it, stuff like that. So for me, I I would welcome it. It's more of a support. I am a person of, I protect. I I have done my whole entire life. I, I protect my family, my friends, anything that I can be around them and, and protect them. That's what I do. That's who I am. So for that, and for someone to have the courage to come to me and go, look, you know, I just need this and this. I'll be like, you've come to the right person. If there's anyone that understands it, it's me. So let's do this, let's support it. And then we can push, you know, to to make it even better. Because I have no fear. Um, if they're right for the job and they the, the detail, like one I was saying to um, uh, one of my clients, I said, I'm going to be looking. And it wasn't so much like, um, they actually told me, it's like, oh, you can't really segregate it, you know, if they're right for the job, that's it, they're, you know, they're right for the job. And I was like, no, 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 I'm looking for someone that was ex-army because I know that they're regimented. I know their timekeeping is going to be on point. I know their attention to detail is going to be phenomenal. So that's what I was kind of looking I was like, if I want, if I want, I want someone from the ex-army, where do I look, where do I get? And there is, there's loads of like places that go ex-army like .org or something that you can, you know, employ from. And I mean, it's the same with autism. You get someone that's on there and they're like an absolute wizard marking or something like that. Nothing else. They might shout and start screaming down the phone to people, but on their marketing and stuff, they're on a different level. That's who's coming into GPC. You know, it doesn't matter. As long as you, you, you're doing exactly what you want to do and you're comfortable and you're making the business grow, that's it for me, you know. If you're if you're not comfortable being in the front and face to face with people and um, you know you, you're always going to be having meltdowns and stuff, then it's absolutely fine. I'll never put you in a position where you're not comfortable. I'll always strengthen you know your weaknesses and and, and ex make you excel at your strengths and and for me they just I think I would welcome it massively. Yeah, uh, that really takes me nicely onto um, a, another little story about. I saw, uh, I've seen a few posts, but one recently stood out where someone 
um, had mentioned that they felt they couldn't be honest within their LinkedIn post. They couldn't talk about their down days and their challenges mentally and because they felt like people would see them as weak um, and they wouldn't work with them if they if they were honest about their emotions and, and they felt like they had to just constantly put on this front all of the time because that was what people wanted to see. Um, and that that's that is actually quite heartbreaking for 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 me because I know you and I have been we we wear our heart on our sleeves on our on our feeds, um, we share the stories of our kids and and stuff like that. And um, do you see that? Do you do you do you get messages? Do you get people saying to you, you know, thanks for for what you share. It's a huge inspiration. I I don't know how to share it um, because I, I fear that people will judge me differently. Have you had experiences of that? Yeah, it's it's almost every week, every mm. week, and it's so it's so humbling. It's heartwarming. I get a message, and 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 it's I'm taken back every single time, every single time. Because at the end of the day, I'm just Grant Phillips. You know that that is it. I'm just doing what I do. I share as much as I possibly can. Um, maybe share too much, but again. You know, if it helps people, that's all it is. And as I say, that's all I'm out here to do is is help. If it means cleaning, getting dust away so people aren't, you know, breathing that in. If it means supporting people just on a text or a voice note or a call or a meet, whatever it is. And it's never the case, like, if I haven't got time, it's, I also, I, I start making time out of nowhere. If I'm, you know, doing something, I've got, no time whatsoever. I mean, meetings after meetings, and someone messages saying, "Look, Graham, you know, I've just seen your post. It's such an inspiration. I'd love to get a call with you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a call in about ten minutes. You know, because the, you don't know, you know, how much they need you. You don't know how much um, that little support, that little text, means to people. And I've noticed it over the last two years that it's 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 more important than ever that we do just stop listen and help wherever we can and and that's what i i, I try to do on uh, on a daily have you ever wondered um if the autism in your family comes from you and, I, and that's, that's quite a, a direct question but i ask that because i do um and I, I recently did the tests, as you may have done yourself, in terms of the, you know, the online tests for autism and ADHD. And I came out really high for ADHD. Um, I haven't done anything with it purely because, again, there's probably a part of me that doesn't want people to see me differently. or And also, there is a part of me that doesn't want to have to say I've got X for people to then start understanding certain behaviours in in myself because I talk about that quite a bit in terms of not having to wait for a label before you start embracing someone. But what what of what at what point did you start questioning yourself and perhaps thinking that maybe there's something there with you with you? As soon as Theo was uh I'd say so you got diagnosed nine, ten, eleven children uh, age nine I would say we knew something at about five and it was really new and uh, didn't really know about autism or the spectrum or anything. I mean, it's really developed in, if you think, eight years massively. Um, and as we start going to these courses and I start learning more and I see him, 
and I see things he does. I'm like, oh. And then all some people go like, well, you think that's bad? You want to see you and you were a kid. And then it's like, I was always this kid. I was all this naughty kid. My attention to detail was this. I was always this. Why was I always, I couldn't look people in the eye. Why could I not do this? And as I started growing with him, I started coming out. Mm-hmm. And I have done that test. I've even gone to the stage where it's just before going, give me the diagnostic, give, tell me what it actually is with the doctors. And they've said as well, they think it's autism. Um, and as I, as I say, with my daughter and with my son, as I start learning more and more and I see them and I see like with me, I was always moving my food around and stuff like that. I do it now. I, I have like a Nando, something touches, I'm in a bad place. I'm like, oh, I start itching and stuff. I'm itching now. And I, <laughs> I'm like, I can't. And because and, and I'm an adult and I can, I've learned to break through that to get through stuff. That's why I'm cool. But as a kid, as a, as a three, four, five, six, seven year old, you don't, you don't need to. You can just break loose and go, I ain't eating that. That's cool. That's me. That tag, you're going to keep it in, are you? Then I'm not wearing it. You know, it's it's stuff like that where, you know, tags bother me. And I'm like, right, cut it out, cut it out. Um, but I'm cold because I'll cut it out, you know. But there's definitely, it was it was probably, as I start learning with them, I see it massively with me. I get a, I, I go now, I will get, I will get what I, what I believe it would be autism. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Dyslexic is there already, already know. I think ADHD, I don't want to label myself and stuff like that. But I know a lot about myself. I know a lot about uh, the spectrum. And yeah, if I wanted to label myself, I would say autism. And I, had, I would have no fear in it. I also, it's just about time um, because I want to. I want to know. I want to embrace it. And I also want to show my children, look where your dad is at with autism. So that's one of my major reasons why I want to get that answer to say yes or no, even if it's like, no, 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 you're just Grant Phillips and you've just messed up. It's like, oh, okay, cool. No worries. At least I know. <laughs> but if they go, no, you're 100% autistic. Wow, this is, this is crazy. How have you even survived? Then I want to be able to go to my kids what you think you think this is going to stop you look at me look at your dad we you know it, i'm, I'm going to be running the biggest specialist dust removal cleaning company in the uk that's a fact that's my goal and that's what i'm going to be achieving and they're going to be seeing that and the process of it and they're going to and that's where you know i don't fear the label i i, I will embrace it massively it is 100 percent just just about the the, the time just to get that as soon as I get it that's that's when it all will kick off massively and I really will be pushing it then do you know what you've you've actually given a perspective there that I hadn't really thought about before and that is you want to be able to say to your kids look what I've achieved with this because I think there's a lot of people that perhaps see that label in themselves and and they're immediately on the on the defeat they're immediately on the right. Well, that's me stuff then, um, and that perspective is so is so powerful because, I, and it's something that you know when I did that that test, my wife is convinced that it's a combination of autism and, and ADHD because I'm hyper focused on what I want to achieve, super obsessive 
But I, and I struggled with this all through my working career, which is why a nine to five never suited me in the end. And it only took me 26 years to realize. Um, I'm not very good at just doing the same thing for hours and hours and hours and hours. So over the years, I've had to learn how to do multiple things across a day and find ways to make sure that I go back to each one. And so everything gets finished, but I don't do a block of four or five hours for one thing and then a block of four or five hours. I just, I physically can't do that. But I've got the obsessive side, which is what my son has and, and, and probably what you have in that obsessive desire to drive forward and make something work to the point of almost making me ill sometimes. Like if I can't get something right, in my head, like if I'm working on something and it just won't come together, it I'm a nightmare to live with. Um, so that that perspective is is really powerful, mate. You know, look at what I have done. If you're feeling bad about your autism or your ADHD or whatever, I've got it, and look what I have achieved. I think that's that's really powerful. Grant, this has been an absolute pleasure. Um, uh, I know you're off to uh, to do something else now. That's uh, what is it you're doing now? I just got off to do another demonstration. So it's to it's to see if you know where we can help them out and if they want to purchase the system or if they want us to come in and do what we do. You know. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yep, Grant. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. I, it's ridiculous that it's taken us almost three years to actually have a a conversation, um, but. Um, like I said, you're a true inspiration. Um, you've given me some real food for thought today around uh, around autism and, and certain perspectives and, and things like that. So um, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, I'll catch you again uh, in my feed in the next few days. Yeah, 100%. Thanks, Andy.